0: Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN, coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Good evening and welcome to the Titan Coaches Show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. Tonight on the Titan Coaches Show, we got four coaches joining us. We're going to kick things off as we talk with Coach Mueller of men's volleyball. Then joining us will be Coach Rose as we talk wrap up on the men's basketball season and their trip all the way to the Elite Eight. We'll talk with Coach Ott of golf and their trip down to Georgia and a tournament coming up right here in Bloomington Normal. And finally, we'll close things out as we'll talk with Coach Prager and the upcoming softball season. Uh, It's actually already underway, but the first home game coming up it's supposed to be tomorrow but it's been postponed until friday so that'll be the first pitch there on friday we'll talk with coach prager to end the show we'll take a time out to thank one of our sponsors and when we return we'll have coach mueller from illinois wesley and men's volleyball on 88.1 WESN. tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by carl hospital carl hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up try and stay safe and be healthy
1: Here on the Titan Coaches Show, we're talking with volleyball coach, Coach Brandon Mueller. Coach, uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've been on air. Uh, You had three matches uh, over a week ago and then two matches over this past weekend. Let's start with that road trip, three straight road matches there. Um, A little bit of a struggle during those times. Um, What are some of the things that you learned about your team during those uh, three matches? Um, against
2: Augustana and North Park and Loras. Yeah, that was uh, a really really tough stretch for us. I think that was, you know, um, you know, it, it's, the end of the season. It, it's you know, uh, you know, the, the guys' bodies are you know a little sore, a little tired, but I thought it was more mental stuff than than anything. And so, you know, the season is always a grind and. I feel like there's always a time in the season where, you know, you're just not playing the right type of volleyball. And I thought that was kind of, you know, those three matches. And and so, you know, after that Loris match, I gave the guys a couple days off.
1: definitely did help, at least the results of what happened uh, helped, yet you didn't win against North Central, you lost three sets to one, but for those who don't know, North Central, when you played them, ranked five in the nation, you went in, you took the first set, 25-18, it was a a back and forth set, you guys um, were up there about halfway through the set by one, by two, real close. And then, right at the end of the set, you guys went on a bit of a run to win twenty-five eighteen. What did that feel after those three matches where you didn't play so well, you struggled a little bit, come out against number five in the nation and take that first set twenty-five eighteen? What was what was the feeling, uh, the build-up there after that first set?
2: Yeah, it was, you know, I was, was extremely, you know, happy for the guys and and, and proud of them for. You know, sticking together because you know we, we had a tough stretch there, and, and it's easy to, you know, not mentally be ready when you're playing, you know, a, a team is as, as good as North Central, and so it's easy to kind of just back down and um, you know take your lumps. But I thought our guys, you know, stood tall and you know definitely executed some of the things that we talked about, and you know just just being on the mental side because I think we're extremely athletic and do a lot of things physically well. It's just a matter of us you know, mentally being present and, and, you know, looking each other in the eyes and, you know, like I said, sticking together. So those are some important things. But, you know, for for them to perform the way they did that first set was really, really impressive. And, you know, I thought it was probably the best set, you know, our team has ever played in in program history. So that was really, really good to see.
1: Now, about not quite a month ago, your last home match before that North Central match was against, At that time, number seven in the nation, Carthage, you came out, won that first set 26-24. The second set, you were close for about halfway through, and then they got a bit of a run, and and the rest of the day, they kind of controlled the rest of the day. That Mm -hmm. was not what happened with North Central. You were in every set against North Central, losing the second set 25-22, the third set 25-18, but it was more like the first set where it was a point or two difference until the end. This time they were the ones who pulled away, and the fourth set maybe a little bit easier than the other ones, but still you battled back numerous times. Got down five, came back within one. Down four, came back within one. Uh, ultimately losing twenty-five nineteen, even though you lost the set, three sets or the match three sets to one. What was the feeling after that Friday night match against North Central?
2: Yeah, it was. You know, well for me it was. You know, I was, one, once again, extremely happy for the guys that, you know, we were able to play so well, and, you know, we achieved a lot of the goals that, that we had set for that match, um, you know, going into it, and so um, I thought we played really, really good volleyball. It was just, you know, we, we played a really, really good volleyball team on the other side, and, you know, they executed a little bit better, but, you know, I was happy for what we did, and, you know, it's... You know, it's one of those things that we can't be satisfied um, because we did play so well. You know, we just got to continue to, you know, be hungry and want to keep improving on, you know, the things that we're capable of doing. And, you know, I, I think we are capable of competing with, you know, the best teams in the country when, when things are going right.
1: Well, as I looked at the stats uh, during the match, the hitting percentage um, for your team, incredible against the uh north central cardinals i believe it was 455 in the first set that you were able to hit against north central and it went down from there but to hit that well against the top team in the nation uh even after they adjusted you still hit well it seemed like your offense was starting to click they were starting to figure out ways to put balls away which you and i have talked about at times they haven't been doing this year um and one of your best hitters, not even on the floor, but your guys able to come out and, and find ways to put balls away.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, that's what, what, what the men's game is all about, is finding ways to, to put the ball away. And, you know, we've been a little inconsistent this year doing that, but, you know, I, I thought we, you know, really stepped up, especially in that first set, you know, hitting hitting as high as we did. And I think we had 14 kills on 25 swings, which is, you know, really, really impressive. And the thing was, you know, I thought we spread the ball around, and so we didn't become, you know, predictable. And and you know, when the guys got their opportunity, they, you know, found a way to score, which is, you know, really nice. And and you know, they're all capable of doing it. It's just a matter of, you know, like I said, being consistent with it. Well,
1: as you mentioned, 14 kills on 25 attacks, and even here is even a, a key stat to that: one error mm-hmm. on that. In the second set, 11 kills on 28 attacks. Third set, 13 kills on 34 attacks. The fourth set kind of went down from from there, six kills on just 25 attacks. But yeah. it seemed like there was a lot more consistent attacking. Um, and as I mentioned, one of your top hitters was not even in uh, the match, and you were able to hit that way. What are, what are some things that you've talked about or, or is clicking for those guys to be able to find those alleys to hit?
2: Yeah, I think well one is it always comes down to third receiver. I think when we're in system, you know, our, our, our setters do a really good job of setting tempo and giving our guys a lot of, you know, one on one situations or, or, or some scenes to work with. It it becomes a little troublesome when we're out of system. And, you know, the thing was we we've passed extremely well, you know, these last two matches which which helped things out and you know, when, when we aren't in system, it's about finding shots, keeping the ball in play, making the other team, you know, work hard. And, um, you know, but when you do have, you know, a seam or you do have, you know, a shot open, it's it's about going for it. You know, we, we can't be thinking about, you know, um, roll shotting, tipping, you know, those types of things, play, playing long rallies, because that's not going to be, um, you know, beneficial for us.
1: Well, after that match on Friday night, you had a quick turnaround to take on Milliken. Um Milliken, you've you've been able to beat him in the past, but kind of a a trap game, if I could use that terminology. Just played number five in the nation turnaround and play a team that's been struggling throughout the season. The last time you played them, they actually only had six players. One of their players got hurt in the, the third set and they kinda of had the they played with six, but he would step off the floor once it was served. What did you talk with the guys to make sure they did not have a letdown in that match against the Big Blue?
2: Yeah, that was uh, you know one of the things that I was definitely concerned about, and you know I, I I try to get across that you know we just have to play you know to our level and and you know not not try to play to anybody else's level and just try to execute the best we can each and every play and um you know get better and, and you know I thought there was a lot of really good things in Milliken game, but I thought there was a lot of you know, times where we didn't execute at at the highest level. And so, um, you know, it was, it, I wouldn't say it was as good as Friday night, but, but, I, you know, I thought we did a lot of things really, really well. And it's always nice to find a way to not only win a match, but, you know, beat Milliken too.
1: Well, and we talked about the hitting against North Central. The hitting continued against Milliken. Uh, first set maybe struggled a little bit, only 14 kills on 41 attacks. But set two, 19 kills on 33 attacks. Set three, 18 kills on 39 attacks. Uh, seems like maybe they're they're feeling
2: comfortable and and getting up on those hits. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something that happened. We, we we had a lot of a lot of kills in in that match, which was really good to see. Um, once again, our guys just just finding ways to put the ball away, and, and, and so that was you know a big step forward for us. We still need to continue to, you know, strive at being better behind the service line at times. But, uh, you know, one thing at a time, and you know, I'll I'll take us, you know, hitting at a high level like that any day of the week.
1: Well, another thing that helps a team pass better is your team being the one on the offensive, having mm-hmm. the more attacks, putting the other team on the defensive, where they're not able to attack as much. In the Milliken match. Uh, the first two sets, you had nine more attacks than Milliken did in each set, and then set three, you had thirteen more attacks than Milliken, putting the team on the defensive. Um, I'm sure that's something you talk about with them, also.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, we, we we can't be waiting for the other team to, you know, so you say like like punching in the face. You know, we we got to start, you know, getting out there and throwing some punches too, and and try to, you know, be the team that that, that attacks them, and and, and so. I thought we did a really good job of attacking them and putting them on their heels. They were, you know, giving us a lot of opportunities by just, you know, sending the ball back over as, as we put them in some tough situations. And so, um, yeah, we we battled and, you know, sometimes it wasn't pretty, but they found a way to, to get it done.
1: Well, now you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, later tonight, after this airs, you're going to be taking on Carthage at Carthage We talked about them a little bit earlier in the show. They were number seven in the nation at that time. They have moved up the rankings. They are now number three in the nation. So you'll have played number seven when they were seven, number five uh, just last Friday night, and now number three uh, tonight against Carthage. What are some of the things that you work on with the guys to make sure that they're fired up after that long bus ride up to Kenosha to take on the Firebirds?
2: yeah something that we've really talked about is just you know being locked in and you know doing the little things really well and and that's you know giving each other eye contact you know um really good body language effective communication, you know probably the most important thing is just believing um i, I think you have to believe that that you can beat anybody i mean I think that's why you play the game and um you had to be an upset, but why not us and and so we have to have that mentality that you know um. We, we we can get it done and, and and why not us. So so you know there's gotta be a time and in everyone's season or every you know, program path where, you know, they kinda cross that barrier and so hopefully, you know, tomorrow's that opportunity where we can, you know, kind of shock the volleyball world. Well every
1: every program somewhere along the way has to have that, that first big win this being your second season, and I will tell you, Friday night during that match, when you guys were right there battling back and forth, and I even mentioned to uh, one of the video guys in the fourth set when you guys were uh, came back and tied it up after being down five, that mm-hmm. I had it all figured out. If you won, it was it was upset weekend anyways. NCAA basketball tournament going on. We know major upsets were happening there. As you said, why not you? You know why not? why not Illinois Wesleyan upsetting number five in the nation or tonight upsetting number three in the nation?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just kind of the mentality we have, have to have, you know. It's, it's, it's March Madness, and, you know, Kentucky had just lost, I think, the night before, and we kind of brought that up as, you know, they didn't expect to lose, and, and you know, the other team just, just came off the play, and when you execute and do things well, you know, anything's possible, so... Um, about doing the little things, and, you know, once again, hopefully we can do, do the little things really well and, you know, make a couple more plays in Carthage tomorrow.
1: Well, Coach, we we wish you well in the match against Carthage. Two more matches coming up before we talk next week. Augustana on Sunday. That is a home match, 2 o'clock, so fans come on out to the shirt Center for that. And then the Dominican match from early in the season rescheduled for Tuesday at Dominican, and we'll talk a little bit about that next week. Um, you've got a brother of a team, of a a member on that team, a special day for them, and we'll we'll touch base on that next Wednesday night. But, Coach, again, we wish you well tonight against Carthage, and we look forward to talking to you next week.
2: Sounds good. Thank you.
1: That is Coach Mueller, men's volleyball. We'll be back on the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WBSN.
0: That interview of an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was brought to you by Holiday Inn Express West. They have been sponsoring Illinois Wesleyan throughout the year, and we thank them for their support.
1: Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show, talking with Coach Ron Rose of Illinois Wesleyan Men's Basketball. And, Coach, I realize we're a week late, but last week's spring break, we didn't have a show, so unable to uh, get you on. But we want to talk about the wrap-up of the season Sweet sixteen held at the Shirk Center about a week and a half ago. You had a chance to play Wheaton for a third time in the season after going one and one on your home floor, able to win that one seventy seven seventy-three. Tell me a little bit from your vantage point about how that game went and what it meant to be able to play at the Shirk Center against the conference
3: rival. Well, it was it was a great opportunity to to get to host you know, the the third and fourth rounds at the Shirk Center and uh our our Titan faithful have been so good to us. Um they always are. And and um, you know, to have so many people show up and support this team was was really, really, uh uh really thankful for that. You know, the Wheaton game was was exactly how we thought it'd play out. It was gonna be a, a dog fight. Both teams, um were are, are uber aware of each other um neither team threw surprises at the other one um you know they they the personnel what's unique is not only was it the third time we played this year but these the players on each team have been playing for the last two or three years, so these guys have faced each other, oh goodness, you know eight times or so in the last three years because uh, we played them in the conference championship game last year, and um, so so there was just a familiarity about them. And it, it, it's actually, I think it's what's really good about college athletics is that there was a mutual respect between the programs and the players. And, and we've been in some dogfights, hard fought games, and we've been on both sides of. We've won some really, really close games, and we've lost some really close games. And so we knew that, that that was the type of game it was going to be. Neither, With as many experienced veteran players um, that were playing in that game, neither team was going to let down. And uh, we were we were fortunate. I thought we played a really good game. We defended exceptionally well and fortunately came out with the win.
1: Well, you talk about dogfights. The very next night, you had to take on Wabash again at the Shirk Center. And that, that was a, a, literally a knock them down uh, fight with Wabash there as uh, you came up on the short end of that. Um, th- tough loss at the Elite Eight, uh, tough game, very physical game. Uh, some things kind of broke the wrong way for you as far as uh, some calls and uh, times of free throws and ball possession along those lines. Tell me your thoughts about that game against Wabash. Yeah,
3: we were disappointed. You know, being at home, um, you know, we, we thought we were positioned in a, a, a in a great spot to to, um, compete to get to the final four. Wabash uh, is a very good team. They had a great season uh, led by their all-American guard, Jack Davison. And uh, it was, it was a close game. You know, we, we go down, you know, I give my kids a lot of credit. We, we go down 10, nothing. Wabash came out uh, on fire. We regrouped, called a timeout. We get right back in the game over the next few minutes. In fact, had a seven point lead, um, going into the last possession. They missed a shot, get an offensive rebound, kid hit a pretty spectacular fadeaway shot, to cut it to five. We go into halftime with a five point lead after spotting them 10 at the very beginning of the game. So I thought those 15 minutes, last 15 minutes of the first half, we played terrific. Um, second half, the, the, the ebb and flow of the game, um, it was just a, a, a tough half. There just was not much flow in, in how the game was played and, um you know, it's still, you know, the, the, the uh, outcome, it was, it came down right to the last minute. I mean, it could have gone either way. Uh, the game broke in their favor. And uh, certainly that was a heart, heartbreaking loss for our team. Um, but, you know, it, 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 as as, is always the case. The further you get away from it, the more you really realize what a terrific season this was, and just really proud of our players in terms of um, how they played, how they played the game, how they represented Elmley Westland, and um, disappointed in that in that loss, but certainly very proud of the team.
1: Well, and what a what a great group of guys that you have this year, also on and off the floor.
3: Uh, two things that have happened since your season
1: ended. One of them is the Final Four. A representative from the CCIW uh, made it, Elmhurst. They made it to the championship game before uh, falling to number one, Randolph-Macon. But the coach for Elmhurst is an alum of Illinois Wesleyan. What does it mean for Wesleyan not only to have a conference uh, uh, rival make it to the championship game, representing the conference, but that their coach is, from Illinois Wesleyan, uh, an alum?
3: Well, uh, John Baines is a is a close personal friend of mine, and uh, certainly we're proud of him as, as from being a, a Wesleyan alum. He was on the Na- nineteen ninety seven national championship game, and a terrific coach, great guy, and I was very happy for him. Obviously, you know, we were hoping we we're playing them. I mean, if we would have uh, that would have been an interesting final four matchup between two CCIW opponents. But you know, that speaks volumes of our league. You know. Um, we were very fortunate. We won the conference this year uh, by two games. Wheaton got second. And our third-place team, Elmhurst, makes it to the Final Four. And we knew, I I think the three, uh, ourselves, Wheaton and Elmhurst, were in the top 20 all year. And it was a dogfight every time. I think we we split with both those guys during the regular season. And I thought all three of us had – um you know some of the best teams in the in the country and uh, they they uh they were playing great basketball into the, the year and certainly earned their way to the final four they won several close games it was a exciting run for john and his crew and uh happy for them certainly wish we would have played them there <laughs> but but certainly uh happy for my friend and CCIW opponent uh to get there and represent the CCIW
1: well, one more thing before I let you go. Early in the year, uh, we had the Sigma Hall of Fame tournament, and on the championship night of that tournament, a special night recognition of the academic All-Americans. We were fortunate to have all of them present there um, at the gymnasium. Uh, more academic All-Americans for Illinois Wesleyan basketball than any other NCAA school in the nation. That includes Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, you, you name them all. uh were there. One more uh, award added to that list this year. A repeat. Matt Larris getting his second year in a row as an academic All-American. Uh, one of just a few uh, in Wesleyan history that have had multiple um, for that. What an honor for Matt! And w- tell me about academic All-American and how Illinois Wesleyan is able to continue that tradition throughout the
3: years. Well, I, you know, I think it is is really what we have to offer uh recruits and what we have to offer our student athletes at Illinois Wrestling. and that's the, the beauty of division three is you know at Illinois Wesleyan you can get a great education while you're still playing a high level of athletics and that combination that you don't have to compromise your competitive spirit on the court or the education that you're going to get in the classroom you can get both of them here and I think that the, the uh, um, the fact that we've got more academic All-Americans than in, any other school in the country really exemplifies that. Very proud of Matt Laird's. Uh Matt is a, a, a incredibly hard worker in both of those. Something I've always said is you know Matt brings it every practice. I mean he he's ready to go and he gives us all every practice. And the same is true in the classroom. Um, you know Matt Matt is always going. He, he's he's always going to be prepared, and he's always going to do his best. And that's a great example and a great honor for him to achieve this. We're very proud of that as a program and very proud of Matt as an individual. Well, Coach, we appreciate you always joining us here on the show. We congratulate you on uh,
1: a, such a great, successful um, weekend. I know that if at the beginning of the year I would have told you, hey, you're going you're gonna to make the Elite Eight, you're going to lose a tough one there. You probably would have wanted more than that, but you would say that, yes, that would be a pretty successful season. So congratulations on that, and, again, thanks for joining us.
3: Derek, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time and the great job you've done uh, promoting our team, promoting the athletic department here at Illinois Wesleyan. So um, you're a class act, and appreciate all your time and commitment to helping um, give our our students the the. the you know, the exposure that they really deserve. So thank you for all your hard work this year. That is Coach Ron Rose of Basketball. We'll take a break and we'll be back
1: on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This interview
0: with an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was brought to you by Nap Kitchens. Nap Kitchens, proud sponsor
1: of Titan Athletics. Welcome back to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. I'm Derek Bowman talking with. Coach Ott of Men's Golf, and uh, Coach, first of all, thanks for joining us on the Coach's Show again. Hey, thank
4: you, Derek. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Well, and also, welcome back to Central Illinois, where it's nice and chilly and cool and wet after a wonderful, warm week for you down in Georgia. Tell us a little bit about that week down in Georgia, um, setting up for that tournament that you were in this past weekend.
4: Yeah, it's it's a great trip for us because it gets us it, team building as much as anything and culture and the guys together. And we're, we're away for nine days. We fly into Jacksonville, Florida, and then we go to Jekyll Island and we play a bunch of courses there along the um, coast and at, at Jekyll Island primarily. But we we get down there, and it's an opportunity to get the rust off. And as much as we've gotten to play around here before we got there, it's it's just different when you're getting to play every day. I think we ended up playing 10 rounds all together, um, get to work on everything, putting short game. We played a ton as well, too. So weather was a little bit cool at first and windy but by the time we got to the tournament it was 70 80 degrees every day the first two days of the tournament were absolutely perfect the last day was good too maybe a little cool in the morning and a little breezy but by the time we finished it was outstanding till we got home here and now we're back to midwest weather again well
1: you you had a nice about 12 to 16 hours of warmth before it turned cold after you got home uh early Monday morning, but let's talk about that tournament at Jekyll Island there in Georgia, the Pine Lakes Golf Course. Uh, Top 10 throughout the week. Uh, Maybe struggled a little bit on Sunday compared to the other days, but overall, uh, a pleasing trip as far as uh, how the the
4: men progressed in their golf game? Yeah, it, it was good because that's the most competitive tournament we'll play in all year until the national championship team. There were 15 top 25 Schools there so that field was just loaded there were 30 schools there all together it, it's hard to get in that tournament i think he every the the two teams that don't make the the team that finishes 28th and 29th um he takes out and then the next two get him in, in play who are on the waiting list for the following year and i believe he's got like 15 20 teams on the waiting list so it's it's legitimately close to a 10-year wait to get in that tournament because the field's so good and everyone wants to get into it. But we played pretty well the first day. Um, second day struggled a little, and then third day we played well to the very end. So it gave us some things that we need to work on and, and focus on in, in particular areas as well. Um, our number one guy, Jimmy, didn't have his best, which is early in the year, getting getting the rust off. Will, Will Nummy... Um, played really well in spurts as well, too. He looked good. Carl Christensen played outstanding, four under for the tournament. Um, Ethan Wilkins shot around a round of 66 while he was there. He had a, he had um, just a great tournament top 20 finish as well against basically a national championship field. And then Bobby Bobine played extremely solid, too, I'm from green to tee. Once, once we get his putter online, he's going to be hard to beat because he's in the fairway and on the green um 90 of the time well you have to you have to be really
1: uh happy with their performance you mentioned uh your best golfer jimmy morton probably had the worst week of any of them and here you still finished top 10 in that that uh basically nationally uh top ranked field um that you played with there in georgia but let's talk about carl christensen a little bit he had uh A very good week, as you mentioned. He finished tied 12th um, in the tournament, shot a 69 on the first day, uh, 72, and then followed up with a 71 to be four under par. And um, just before we got on this phone call, both of us got an email mentioning that Carl was named the CCIW uh, Golfer of the Week honors for the the week that just finished so what's that mean for him to get those honors and to play so well
4: there at the tournament on Jekyll Island yeah number one it's a great confidence builder for Carl and number two it it proves to him he could play with anyone in the country that that there's no one who's who can be better than him on a day in and day better? And he's only going to get better as our team, only going to get better. Funny quick story on Carl. I played with him in the last round before the tournament started. And I got to the end and I said, how much time you spent on short game this week? Because you, he hit the ball so well from green to tee. But any th- time he got outside on the par fives or on a short par four and had a, a pitch in the, the 20 to 60 yard range, it, it was bad. It wasn't even close at all so we had a little chat i probably wasn't so nice to him and to the point that he was on the bubble of even being put into the lineup and after we finished it was about six o'clock and i told him go over to the Chippy and pitching green and i'm gonna go back to the condo and try and think about the the lineup and if he stays there for a couple years a couple hours i'm gonna a couple years probably what he needs if he stays there for a couple hours um, I'm gonna put him in the lineup, and I'll come back and get him in, in two hours. And and he did, and it was just phenomenal. And and he he was good too, because he said thanks for for telling me the truth and giving me the harsh reality. I I needed to to hear that what I wasn't doing, and what a difference it it made for our team as well, knowing that we could our one through five. I mean, Ethan sixty six. That that's what takes for national championship teams is that. You don't have a clear-cut number one or two or three or four or five. It's any guy on any given day. And if our current number one, Jimmy Morton, who's a two-time All-American, doesn't have his best, well, Ethan, Carl, um, Will's always right there as well, too, and Bobby as well all have the game to to play really well and go low. So we've been saying since the fall, we're we're not as good as we're going to be now, but we'll be a lot better in May. We're slowly starting – to see that even even now at March we aren't as good as we're going to be um in May once we get all these these bugs and all all the rust off and, and figure out where we are as a team and what we need to do here over the next month or two to get even better
1: well as we are in March as everybody knows basketball wise it's not how you start the season it's how you how you go into the conference tournament and into the NCAA tournament sounds like a lot for the golf also that uh Early in the season, it's it's getting the rust out, getting the rhythm, and then get rolling as you get to conference play at the end of April and the NCAA tournament then early in May. One of the events coming up that's going to help you get that rust off, get going, playing in that central Illinois weather, um, about 10 days from now, a, a week from Friday, you're hosting the Illinois Wesleyan Invitational on Ironwood Golf Course. Tell us a little bit about that tournament and what type of competition you have in that.
4: Yeah, it is going to be a very large field. I think we have 24 teams entered right now, and I have, that's all the course can handle. So um, it, it's a very full field from teams coming from all over the Midwest. I don't believe we have any Southern schools um, coming but it, it's a, it's a very strong field. It's a very deep field as well, too. Um, it's a great opportunity for our guys, um, after the last 10 days and playing away and, and being on the road and waking up at, at a hotel or condos every morning to, to sleep in their own bed on a course they're familiar with as well, too. Another nice thing about that is all our guys get to play. So, um, we only will be playing an A and a B team and playing some individuals as well. So it's everyone gets a chance to compete in the same conditions, in the same environment. I'm um, on one of our home courses here in Bloomington against a, a very, a very deep and um, very full field. So I think the total ended up being around maybe 130 golfers we have competing coming up.
1: Now, is that something that the public can come watch and, and see on April 1st and 2nd?
4: Yes, yep, yep, definitely. So Friday, April 1st is a noon shotgun start, um, so everyone starts at the same time. And then Saturday the 2nd is a 9 a.m. shotgun start out at Ironwood. So um, if they do come, it's just a matter of figuring out where our guys are. Typically on Friday, our A-team will start off on holes 1, 2, and 3, and B team will be somewhere between holes 8 through 10 um, starting off. So, but, yeah, definitely open to the public and anyone who wants to attend and and watch very good golf.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us on the Titan Coaches Show, um, and hopefully we'll touch base with you between the Illinois Wesleyan Invitational and that D3 showcase that you have coming up in French Look, Indiana, on April 11th and 12th.
4: Yep, sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you, Derek.
1: That is Coach Ott from Men's Golf. You are listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. That Titan
0: Coaches interview brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City, home of big city selections and small town prices. The Fashion Shop in Gibson City, proud sponsor of Titan Athletics.
1: Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us now is softball coach Tiffany Prager. and uh, Coach Prager, you're already into the season, but it's your first time on our show we thank you for joining us.
5: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Derek, and we appreciate your your support and coverage. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing with our season.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to it. Also, first home game coming up. We'll get to that shortly. Let's talk about what's already happened this season. Uh, weather here in Illinois not always the best, so it took a little bit of a trip to start things off down to Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, to be. Exact, And if people look at your records, they're going to say, oh man, not necessarily the best trip in the world. Went one in five on it, but as I look at it, five of those teams you played are ranked in the top 20 in the nation. So really tough competition there. Went one in five, but tell us your thoughts about that trip.
5: Yeah, I think that it was a big growth opportunity for our team. Um, we enjoy playing that level of competition, and really it sets the table for the rest of the season for us. And And actually five of the six teams that we did play while we were there are ranked in the top nine. Um, and so when you play and you face that level of competition, you have no choice but to grow and learn um, and continue to get better. And the other thing that it does for us, too, is it it allows us to learn what we need to work on um, and then what areas are our strengths and how can we keep those our strengths.
1: Well, it must have worked for you because you came back, you played Lake Forest and Lake Forest, you went down to Elizabethtown, Kentucky, played a couple teams there, one team that was ranked number 24th at the time uh, that you played them, and won four in a row before dropping two more at Elizabethtown on that Sunday against Trine and one against Transylvania. So five and seven in the season. But tell us what you learned in Georgia and how you applied that to those next games.
5: Yeah, I think that it was just more of getting comfortable um, with being the team that we are. And the more games you play and the more games you get under your belt, um, you're allowing yourself to play a little bit looser. I can't say enough about the team that we have. They're the ones that are putting in the work. And each player has really bought in and is believing in what we're about and trusting our process. And our leadership is outstanding. Um, So that's a recipe for success. And so I really got to give a lot of credit uh, to our team for leaning in to just continuing to work hard once we got back from Columbus, Georgia, um, and continuing on throughout the the course of the season and just working to get better every single day.
1: Well, let's start on the, uh, in the circle, let's start with the pitchers. Uh, You got uh, Nina Margetko who uh, returns from last year. She started uh, five games for you. Come in relief in a couple games. Also, Bailey Turner with uh, multiple starts. Those two seem to be the leaders on your pitching staff. You got three others that have thrown. Also, tell us a little bit about the pitching and what we're going to expect when we see that first home game.
5: Yeah, we're looking to just continue with pitching by committee. You know, we feel like we have strong pitchers um, on a day-to-day basis. It's just putting it together. And so, what we're looking to find is how can we continue to to bring our best every single day. But how can we figure out a, a system where each pitcher complements the other pitcher. And so part of that is, is on myself and, and figuring out what combination or what flow we should go in terms of our pitching staff. But uh, we're excited about our pitchers, and, and we're looking forward to – it's early on in the season. We're looking forward to getting better, and we feel like all of our pitchers are talented and, and will be providing uh, key pitches in key situations for us.
1: Well, we flip over to the other side, we look at the, the offense, and I'm looking, you have seven batters who, uh, by qualifications, have enough plate appearances to qualify for league leaders in average and things like that, which is, uh, two plate appearances per game. Out of those seven hitters, only one of them's hitting below 300. That's amazing. And by the way, she's hitting 294. It's not like she's struggling. Um, but let's talk about some of the returning hitters first leading the way. Haley Earl, she's hitting 375. Colleen Powczynski hitting 333 with two home runs. By the way, Haley has a home run also. Tell us a little bit about those and the other
5: returning hitters that you have. Yeah, we just feel like we have a pretty dynamic offense and that anybody's capable of coming through in any situation. And that's not only um, those that may be in the starting lineup, but those that are off-the-bench contributors as well. Uh, pretty much everyone within our lineup possesses the ability to hit a home run. Um, we do have a couple of slappers, but if they get a hold of it, and it's a windy day here as we we experienced in the Midwest, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the ball did find itself over the fence. Uh, I definitely – that senior leadership, you know, with Haley and, and Colleen. Um, and really, um, we've seen some bright spots in not only our returners, but also some of our newcomers as well. And and we do feel like we have the, the ability to be quick on the bases and be dynamic in that way um, and just find ways on base, but also possess that ability uh, to hit for power as well. And we really like the way that our offense is shaping up, and we're looking forward to seeing that progression. Uh, as you start to see – And we discussed a little bit earlier, as you start to see more at bats, you just become a little bit more confident as a hitter. And the other aspect is timing. Timing is a big piece. So the more pitching that you can face, live pitching, um, just the better and um, I guess the better you are as a hitter and better you are as an offense as a whole. Well,
1: you mentioned uh, new hitters. You didn't name any names, but I'm going to throw a couple out there for you that look yeah. like they're they're not struggling making the adjustment from high school to college, that being Jen Coon, who's hitting three twenty-three on the season, scored five runs for you, has four doubles, um, also has a home run. And then Ava Corey, she's the one hitting below .300, .294, but leading the team with three home runs um, on the season, uh, doing just a, a great job there. Also, leading team in RBIs with 11. Tell us a little bit about those two, and maybe some of the other newcomers.
5: Yeah, both both Jen and Ava have had some some key hits in key situations. And Jen got her first collegiate home run um the other day. So there's a lot of exciting moments. And Ava has had some huge hits for us in in huge situations. Not only just putting the ball over the fence, um but just also being able to put together quality at bats and grind out at bats and, and being one-pitch focused. But we really are excited about the total complete offense that we can put together. Um, and we've seen some bright spots also um, from other folks just in any moment. We feel like anybody can come through for us. And, and getting a quality at bat or a key hit in a key situation or continuing the inning, uh, I think that our team has been also really, really good at having two out hits. And, and then putting together where we're scoring runs with two outs and, and putting together um, just a really good offensive uh, inning for ourselves. And, and then that leads into our defense as well and our, our pitching. And so um, we want our pitchers to feel like we have our, have their back on that offensive and defensive side. And so uh, I think that our, our team is doing a really good job with that.
1: Well, as you mentioned, scoring runs with two outs is always uh, incredibly helpful to a team getting those extra runs in those situations. Um, And and you kind of referenced, before we went on air, we talked a little bit about hitting the ball. Um, I was a college baseball player. The more live pitching I saw, the better I felt. Same thing for your young ladies that are playing. Let's talk about that upcoming schedule and the opportunity for them to get a lot of looks at pitching. You're supposed to have the home opener tomorrow. That game has been postponed because of the weather until Friday, That'll yeah. be a 2 o'clock first pitch. People can watch it on IWSports.com. But you got the doubleheader on Friday against Monmouth. Then mm-hmm. on Sunday, you welcome Cohen for a doubleheader. And on mm-hmm. Monday, you have another makeup doubleheader against Illinois College down in Jacksonville. What's that going to do for the ladies to be able to play six games in three days? It sounds like a lot, but I know the ballplayers are going to love it.
5: Yeah, I think that they're looking forward to, to playing games. I'm sure that uh, you know they've done a great job of, really being focused at practice, but I think, you know, players want to play. And so the opportunity for us to play Friday, Sunday, Monday, we're going to get to see, um, you know, three different really, really good teams. Cohen, Illinois College made it to regionals last year. I think, uh, you know, just in general, our schedule lends itself to playing some really, really tough competition, but getting an opportunity also to see a lot of different looks from that um, opposing team's pitching. Uh, and so we're looking forward to kind of getting on, our, getting on a run here where we can see some, some live pitching uh, and just face some different competition other than ourselves. Uh, I know that our players are looking forward to that and our pitching staff and our defense and our offense are looking forward to that.
1: Well, Coach, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play on Friday and Sunday. I look forward to being out there at Inspiration Field, being able to call those games. And, uh, again, want to remind people, IWSports.com, 2 o'clock on Friday for first pitch. Sunday, 1 o'clock, with games to follow, both of those also. And, Coach, we thank you again for joining us on the Coaches Show, and hopefully we're going to be able to have you on weekly now throughout the season.
5: Well, thank you so much, Derek. Uh, We appreciate you and all the hard work that you put in and just so appreciative of our team and our coaching staff. And uh, go Titans.
1: Go Titans, it is. We will be back to wrap things up here on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach
0: interview was brought to you by Avanti's Italian Restaurant, home of the famous Gondola, and Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington. That will wrap things up here on the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. Do you want to thank our guests, Coach Mueller, Coach Rose, Coach Ott, and Coach Prager? Reminder softball playing not tomorrow, but Friday. That first pitch, 2 o'clock. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have it on WES. And we have student shows on, so I encourage you to tune in for that. Or you can go to IWSports.com. And as always, you can watch all home athletic contests there, and I'll have the play by play for you. Again, that is. Friday afternoon against Monmouth for Illinois Wesleyan softball. You've been listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN.